Welcome to the Never Stop Getting It podcast, where we take your mind out of reality and have a little fun with life. Here's your hosts, Steve Giroux, Scott Bailey, and John Osimo. Hello, Never Stop Getting Nation. It's a new day, and we have a new guest. But before we dive into it, we don't have Scott, but John, how are you doing today? I'm feeling a little sad about not having Scott here, frankly, but uh, I have to say that I don't have one of my favorite brother-in-laws in Scott with us today. One uh, of them? Yep. And uh, instead, I got uh, my actual brother here. Tony, so I'm doing wonderful today. This is going to be a great podcast, and I'm looking forward to it, so let's get into it. All right, before I bring Tony into this, we got to do our pregame shot, so let's get into this. Tony's over here waiting to be introduced in, but we're going to make him do the shot first, loosen him up a little bit. Here we go. Let's go. Get some. (sighs) Perfect. Fantastic. All right. Great. So today, our guest, excuse me, I got to swallow this down. I'm still trying to get it. But our guest today has a lot to do with Autism Speaks. His son has autism. So ever since his son was born, I'm assuming, he always wanted to do something for Autism Speaks. And now he does a golf tournament that we've been doing for several years. Really getting after it and raises a lot of money for him. So without further ado, Tony Osmo, how are you doing today? Oh, great to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Awesome. So like you heard, John. Yes. Tony. Yes. You guys are brothers. We yes, are. We are. So yeah. let's dive into this. Tony, why'd you why'd you come up with this? Why'd you do this? We actually started in 2014. So this 2014? this year. Holy shit, I didn't realize right. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I year, haven't been playing that long. No. So this is the 10 year anniversary, right, this bro? This is year 10. This Holy is year 10. Sh- the only year we couldn't do was 2020 for obvious reasons for the pandemic, but um, 10 years. Yes, we're, we're celebrating. We've raised about $75,000 over the length of time that we've been doing this. So pretty proud of that. But um, it started off as a golf tournament, and we, um, with the company I was working with, we we started it, and we're looking for a charity organization to benefit from it, and because my son has autism, we decided on Autism Autism Speaks, and um, ever since then, we've partnered with them. Uh, They've been very supportive, very appreciative, and it's been great since day one. Oh, before we jump into Autism Speaks, and firsthand, I've known and I've seen how much your son, Frankie, has benefited from everything. I mean, he's leaps and bounds from the first time I met him. Everything that's happening in the autism world, it's actually working. Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that's really how far we've come as a society uh, and how we deal with autism. There's so much potential, and I think that there's... Um, unlimited bounds for every person who's been diagnosed as being on the autism spectrum disorder. Yeah, as disorder. It's fantastic because, as John knows, we had Rachel on here. She was on a different side of the spectrum, but right. at the same time, it's just been uh, leaps and bounds. I'm sure as as she was as a child. Right. I mean, she, she was the, the contestant for the uh, Miss Florida 
beauty pageant, and uh, and she's the first contestant with autism. And having her on the podcast was a true inspiration, and it just makes you realize how much autism has affected all of us as of late. And it's one of those things where you look back and say, one out of every 10,000 kids back 20, 30, 50 years ago used to have autism or was diagnosed with autism. And then now it's, it's, I think it's even worse than like a one out of every 100 kids have autism. And do, I, do you think there's any correlation to what you can, can uh, point to as far as why that changed over time? Is it just because of diagnoses or is there a uh, some other reason why so many more children are diagnosed with autism today than so you know 20 30 50 years ago good question remember um rain man yeah right rain man, absolutely yeah. tom cruise and yeah yeah uh, that dennis was a big hopper. hit and right. it was, was it dennis hopper no not Dennis hopper who was it uh that was um either way um, continue hoffman yeah uh yes, yes. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You were close with you were yeah. close with the dentist, but yeah. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. My Hoffman. bad. Yeah. Yes. Um, so back, that was in 1988, that movie came out. Really? And Whew, I feel it, old. If, uh, Not as old as you guys, but I feel old. Yep. That's, uh, that's when, when I graduated <laughs> high school. So really? that's, that's how I remember that. Wow. At this um, point, we're pretty much close in age. No. I don't think anybody Close really understood or even knew what autism was. It was not part of the vocabulary. That's what and, Rachel said too, yeah. And right. and you know, so the first step I think that that really made a difference was autism awareness, right? So people became aware of what it was, um how how people were diagnosed, what the signs were, and especially with um parents with kids that are looking out for that 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 could really benefit from early intervention. And then um and then I think we moved on from autism awareness to um, autism acceptance, right? So now you, you, you moved from the, just being aware of, of, of that autism exists and that people can be diagnosed and have different types of skills to an acceptance of uh, autism, autistic people in society. And then I think we've moved even further than that. I think we've got come to a, from, um, from acceptance to appreciation. Okay. So there's there's inclusion. Uh there's there's there is a place in society where people with who have been diagnosed with autism can function and have a lead a productive life. And I think that's that's where, how far we've come with it. Now we have the golf tournament. What what's your key goals on this golf tournament? What what's the what's the big picture? I want to know like uh is there something after this? You I know you want to raise money for autism speak, but is there something bigger? Yeah, I mean, I I put on this golf tournament just to get people together, have a little fun. Uh, I invite um, the representative for the New England chapter of Autism Speaks to come in and speak. I also invite someone who is has been diagnosed with autism that has some special skill. And so, I over the years, I've had different folks that have different skills that. Quite frankly, I don't have so the the um, the gentleman that's going to be there this year can can sing and play the guitar, and he's he's on the spectrum. I've had others that could um, you know speak publicly, and I've had some that could sing um, quite well. 
and uh, the the talents of autistic people know no bounds. So it, it's um, I think everyone who attends the tournament walks away with a little bit of a deeper understanding of uh, the uh, the impact that that autistic people have on on this world and will continue to have in years to come. So I think the money that we raise just helps with. Um, Parents that that have autistic kids that need early intervention, they need advocacy uh, for for them, and then I think now we're entering where uh, into a realm where we we talk about people that are entering their adult years that that need help, that need help to transition, to live on their own, daily living skills, have have a place to live, uh, have a job, you know, and, and feel like they are worthy of, you know, being part of the society. As, as you know, uh, bro, we uh, on this podcast uh, really showcase uh, those who embody the Never Stop Getting It uh, podcast, the Never Stop Getting It motto, right? That's, that's, our, that's what our podcast is all about. And, and we have had so many guests that uh, embody uh, that motto. And we have really come so far in realizing that when it comes to autism or other uh, forms of what society has deemed disabilities, it's always been in the past, this is what you cannot do. But what we focus on and what we should focus on and what your golf tournament focuses on is what can you do. All of what you can do with autism should be the continued focus here and that's something that I really take away from your tournament and what we've tried to do here on the podcast as well. Absolutely. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, um, you know, being the father of an autistic child, I, I live it and see it every day. Uh, so my son, Frank, was diagnosed with autism at the age of two, and he is going to be 18 next week. So he... Um, I feel he old kind of, now. He is, he, is, uh, <laughs> he has definitely come a long way. And so he Absolutely. he continues to impress me every day with with things that he he can do, and I've never I've never limited his opportunities. And I understand he has the uh, the he has just as much potential as as anyone else. So um, I look forward to this next chapter as he turns eighteen. He's going to become a young adult and um, embrace the challenges that come with that, and he's going to conquer them as I know he will. So how's the community been involved? You know, is there any initiatives or is it people come along? And obviously we know the golf tournament's been a big success, but everybody else. Yep. Yep. So the, so the community, you know, it's the, the golf tournament has spread. I, 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 over the 10 years I've worked in a, a number for a number of employers and all the employers that I've worked for have supported me, uh, my coworkers, my friends, my family, and then the extended members of uh, you know that that those circles have um, have really stepped up to come out and and to support and to be, be you know participating in this event. And we try to make it as fun as we possibly can, so that people come year after year. And there's a little bit different variety that that everybody can look forward to. And just walk away with uh, feeling good about yourself because you you took some time, um, played a little golf, had a little fun, and it's all for a worthy cause. So if everybody wants to go to the golf tournament or donate money, what do they get to do? 
So to go to the golf tournament, you'd have to contact me directly. Sure. Um, and but to donate to Autism Speaks, um, it would be through their website at autismspeaks.org. And they they accept charitable donations of of any denomination, and they would be more than appreciative of any anything that can be done. So, what kind of guests you got coming? So, uh, I'm happy to say that we've grown to a full field, and so we we try to invite um, guests from all all uh, walks of life, and um, we have. We, I'm happy to say that we have uh, our state representative, Mike Soda, will be there. Um, and he has uh, played in the last um, – this will be his third year. In 2021, he, he came in and he actually um, gave out some awards of appreciation to several folks that have helped me uh, throughout the years. And they, they've really put in a lot of effort because if you don't play golf – uh, or you just um, you'd rather not play golf but want to participate. We do have an upwards of about fifteen volunteers that that do everything, uh, help registration, uh, help with the um, you know the logistics, and to to cook food for us throughout the day. So it keeps everybody happy and um, you know satisfied. Who's the biggest guest you ever had? So in in 2021 we had a um an entertainer we had Lenny Clark uh we had who is a Boston legend so we uh we booked him for for uh, for the after dinner entertainment Lenny killed it as he as he uh, always does and it, it gets the crowd uh you know riled up and and having a lot of fun after the rounds and um puts a puts a smile on everybody's face so uh every year I try to have a different Type of entertainer this year we have Johnny Peasy oh. and he's going to play so I, I encourage that as well so he'll he'll enjoy the the tournament from from start to finish it's a full day and we try to keep it as entertaining as we possibly can throughout the whole day and and we had Lenny Clark on the Never Stop Getting It podcast yeah. and we had Johnny Peasy on the Never Stop Getting It podcast as well as uh, we're looking forward to this uh, this this golf tournament coming up here this month. And it's just one of the best golf tournaments that I've ever played in. I know I'm biased because, uh, you know, you're my bro. But honestly, uh, when it comes to how well uh, organized and well run and the amount of fun and the amount of excitement that is generated with all the different uh, types of, of ways that you change the the normal course of a golf tournament – is 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 so is so fun and special and it's it's over the last 10 years I've been uh privileged and proud to be a part of it honestly but uh the the one thing that I've played in a bunch of golf tournaments over the years and and why not right they're so fun the, so co- it's coordinated so well that separates Tony's golf tournaments from so many others is is the comedian aspect and I wanted to ask Tony, uh, the question about like what made you decide I'm going to throw comedy and a comedian act into golf because it doesn't usually happen that way, and it's so unique. And yet you've you've stuck with it. Whether there's been times where people have felt like, oh, this what this guy wasn't that good, or this wasn't. 
Either way, when you when you think that you're gonna you're gonna go to a golf tournament, you're gonna have fun, you're gonna have some drinks, you're gonna have a lot of food, you're gonna have some interesting uh, hole holes like air cannons and some other things that you do uh, to try and generate some money. The Hooters girls is is crazy. It, I've never had uh, a golf tournament where you have Hooters girls on on a hole, uh, and and so like what made you decide that I'm going to take it in that direction and go to something unique, especially with the comedy angle? Well, um, you know, when we first introduced the idea, um, it was, you know, how can we keep the party going um, after the round? Everybody, everybody plays, plays 18 holes. A lot of times it's, it's, the weather is, um, is hot and humid. Um, you're drinking all day, starting early in the morning, which is very good and encouraged. We uh, like that. Um, and you get to the, you get back to finishing the round, and you're turning in your scorecards, and you're kind of winding down. I thought, what, what, a, what would you know, some type of entertainment be that would keep the crowd going and keep keep everybody uh, engaged and really, really having some fun. So. We've had uh, a handful of, of comedians throughout the years, um, and I, I try to mix it up so that it's somebody different every year, so that everybody that's that's a repeat golfer, uh, repeat attendee to the event has a little bit of variety. And I think it does um, offer something a little bit unique uh, to people that play golf tournaments pretty regularly, because you don't see that very often or, or any kind of any kind of entertainment at all. Uh, so I think that's what keeps people coming back year after year. I think uh, a lot of people have, have given me the feedback that they enjoy my tournament and they want to be, you know, remembered for the, for the following year. And I, you know, I start to solicit, um, you know, golfers and try to sign people up as early as I can to try to get a sense of who can make it and who can't. And, you know, it's the ones that have played in it before and they, and they really enjoy themselves and have a good time. And I really want to give people, you know, you, you, you pay your, you know, hard-earned money mm-hmm. and you, 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 uh, you enjoy a day of golf with your buddies. But at the end of the day, I wanted to give somebody a little bit something extra, you know, and I think that that's really worked out. That's perfect. It is. I mean, once you give that a little extra, everybody wants to come back. So what are the logistics? Where is this golf tournament held? This is going to be a two-part question. Where is it held? And two, what's your favorite moment in these last 10 tournaments that you could share with us? Okay, so where it's held is Blissful Meadows Country Club in Uxbridge, Massachusetts. So the um, the course is gorgeous. It is a popular spot for wedding venues mostly because it has a unique feature uh, associated with it, which is an outdoor pavilion. That's that's uh, It's a... Rustic, chic, um, beautiful. That that, yeah. um, that is perfect for wedding venues, but we use it for our uh, our golf um, tournament event, um, dinner, and after hours entertainment. So, what's the uh, date on that? The date is Friday, August twenty fifth this Oof. year. It's coming up quick. Coming up. It's um, wait about a month away. So. Yeah, less than a month at this point. Yeah, mm. less than a month. Um, and um, I think um, you know my my favorite. Memory over the last ten years, um, you know, we had we had an incredibly good year one year, and we were able to give a check for about fifteen thousand dollars 
to uh, to Autism Speaks. So we we made a little ceremonial event out of it. Um, and once I under, once I knew the final figure, I made an, uh, one of those giant novelty checks, mm. and I invited the 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 head of the New England chapter of Autism Speaks, and we had all of the folks that made it happen and took took some photos and had a, a a little bit of a celebration for this so it was it made me happy that you know what we were doing was really working and it's going to make a difference in some people's lives what did you have to bring in a check did you have to bring it somewhere or did they come to you no they came to us oh so, nice um, i was working for uh, Dunkin' Donuts at the time, and and the the gentleman uh, at at the head of the uh, the chapter came in, and we had um, probably about six or seven people surrounding the check as I was giving it, presenting it to him, and so um, he was incredibly happy, and it, we we felt very satisfied that we had a successful event. I mean, it it really is uh, great that you have done this for so long, and you have kept it fresh. And so many, so many people appreciate how unique um, all of the different pieces to the event have been. And I think I remember the first time that you actually introduced a comedian, um, not only at the end uh, uh, towards the when you you know the the prizes are given out or after the dinner, but you had a, a comedian come through and almost go to uh, each foursome at at one point and. It was a comedian that looked – when you looked at that comedian on one side, he looked like Al Pacino. And then he turned his face and he looked like Robert De Niro. Come on. You're going to say that. And, I, and, I, and that that was hilarious. And, and not only that, he was going to from foursome to foursome on, on the it? course. And it was an unbelievable um, piece and start to this comedian kind of – road that you have been on for for many years now and and i remember that specifically because i've been at every single tournament here over the last 10 years and it it's been uh so fun to watch and and and, and so fun to experience uh with you not only as my brother but just as somebody who loves golf loves to play in tournaments loves to have a great time loves comedians loves food like i, I mean like how many people can can get there and just their their faces are they're smiling because they know they're going to have an incredible day because it's all about fun and then at the end of the day it's about giving back to autism speaks and and that's what it really matters. Tony, is that true? Al Pacino one side, Robert De Niro the other. So yeah, you can't so, do that. You can't do that. So that was Come that on. was a fantastic find. Uh, he was a, a professional impersonator, mm -hmm. and he had um, he had a van and he had a, a wardrobe, <laughs> a van <laughs> in, in his van. So that's so he, weird. really so he so he had a, he basically Ooh. had a traveling wardrobe. Shocking, so, he had a van. So so he came up. He would saw. He would he would dress as Al Pacino, and then he would go to his van, and he would change, and he would come back as Robert De Niro. He no would change his hairstyle. He would change his face. Face. He would change his clothes. <laughs> he would change his face. <laughs> he would his, change his face. <laughs> his facial expressions would change. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, it, it, he was, it was nuts. Um, it was so nuts. I miss that. I know I had a few beers by the time I I saw like he, the change, um, but uh, it really was crazy. So when I hired him, I said, "I'll give you a golf cart and a driver, and I want you to all day long." Go and interact with every foursome on the course in whatever costume you happen to be in at the time. So, 
as you were golfing, some some random golf cart would show up, and there there he was. He was actually four different characters throughout the day. So who were the four? He was Al Pacino. Right. He was Robert De Niro. Yep. He started off as Robin Williams. No. Come on. <laughs> I forgot that. I did. I forgot that. Yeah, All he right. did. And who's the four? And he was the godfather. So it was Marlon Brando Come on. in a full tuxedo with his cheeks. He had Ooh. he had he changed his facial features Something. to be to have that that type of cheek structure that Marlon Brando pulled see, off. See, I can see that going off. And he right now, and he played him for, yeah. for, uh, for a while. So where did this so, guy go? So uh, he he um, he's around still. He, I'm sure he's around. Oh and, yeah. And so he, but was, I think we have to bring him back. Oh, I'd love he, that. Yeah, we have to bring him back. The only the only coaching I gave him was, hey, when you come up to uh, to every foursome, kind of fuck with him a little bit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. You know. Like yeah, oh, so he totally. would. He came up to us uh, and oh, it was uh, you? <laughs> and and he took a took a couple of golf shots. He was not a good golfer and in any character. So he. Um, he he was just hilarious, and he would just interact with you, and then he would move on. So he was there the whole day. Wow. He started off with, with at the beginning of the uh, tournament, doing the Robin Williams stand up of of his classic stand up of 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 the game of golf. If Love. you haven't seen it, you can YouTube it or whatever you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. But he did a yes. spot on. Per, per, I didn't know how he was going to pull this off, but he managed to just. But by his wardrobe changes and his the way he walked and the way he his voice inflections, he made you think that he was the character he was trying to portray, and he did a great job. And it was that was a little bit unique, and so I had him for one year, and uh, that was that was a special time. No kidding. So, is there an end game? What What do you want to accomplish after all this? What is it? It's really, um, it's really the, that people walk away thinking, you know, I, I, I'm hard pressed to find anybody that doesn't know um, someone that has been diagnosed with autism, and I want them to walk away thinking, you know what, um, I've now witnessed somebody with autism doing doing something extraordinary, and so whoever they know in their life that could be their nephew or their niece or their granddaughter. Um, that they have hope and potential, and that they would they would nurture that, and they would do everything in their power because there is resources out there that will help and point you in the right direction. Early intervention has been has been shown to be the key to success when you're trying to develop somebody's full potential. So the earlier the diagnosis, the better, and the the results are just fantastic. And I think that we now live in a society where we embrace someone with autism, and we uh, enjoy the company of someone who is autistic, and we, you know, encourage somebody who is autistic to be the best they can be. Absolutely. that that That's very inspirational, and obviously, bro, um, Frankie, my nephew, your son, has been an inspiration to so many of us, uh, improving his his life and, and, and coming so far uh, from where he started on his journey, it's exactly what we want to see happen um, throughout anyone who has autism and, and is on the spectrum. And when you started this golf tournament for Autism Speaks to not only sort of help Frank and and, and anyone like him who has autism 
in in that way, you didn't just end it with, okay, I'm going to do a golf tournament. It's going to go this way, and maybe I'll do it next year or something. Every single year, you have decided to get better at the golf tournament, make sure that anyone involved understands the impact that they're making, not only by playing, but just participating in the tournament and just realizing what you're doing. And I know how much work you put into that. And and frankly, again, this is the Never Stop Getting It podcast. So we had you on as a guest because we feel like you never stop getting it. Frank never stops getting it. And that's why we wanted to showcase you and Frank and your golf tournament here today. And so we thank you for being a guest. And I can't wait to go to your tournament again this year because it's going to be a blast. Mm. Is there any other websites you want to promote? Is there anything you want to promote? Is there anything you want to throw out there in the forefront? No, the, uh, the that website will take take you to where you need to, need to go. But um, no, I appreciate all those words because um, it's been the support and the help. It's a team effort, just like anything else, for to be successful. The, you know what the course managers told me is the normal lifespan of a of a tournament like this that rallies around the cause is five years really after five years they say that that it it kind of fizzles out you know people wow. just lose interest they 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 lack, move on they I lack, see, yeah, I sure they lack the participation they need to um to have a successful event because you need you need you need at least you know a certain amount of golfers to to have something that's worthwhile so they told me that it was five years and that that's a normal amount of time that uh, a tournament such as this would would be alive and and kicking and thriving so to be in year 10 and to have a full field and to have have it going strong and to have this much interest and this much participation from everyone who's been at the tournament and everyone who who's heard about it that wants to be part of it uh is just uh so exciting and it's so overwhelming and I'm so honored and thrilled that um you know, people come out to support this 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 cause and have a great time and year in and year out. And it, it is it's a labor of love, uh, but uh, I really enjoy it and it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, guys. Of course, go out there, support Autism Speaks, and have fun with it. And Tony, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All appreciate right. it, guys. Never if- stop getting it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Never Stop Getting It podcast. And join the community on Facebook, Never Stop Getting It, and Twitter at Never Stop Getting It. And of course, NeverStopGettingIt.com.